You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now, a podcast where we talk all about tips and tricks on how to scale your team, lead your team, and how to do the boss thing when, oh my gosh, all of a sudden you're the one in charge. And I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are talking about, I really want to dive into how you can use ChatGPT to help really hire your team and how we're using it with some of our clients. So this is really just kind of a point in time. It is, I'm recording this on May 20th. It will air in in sometime in July. Um, And so things may have changed by then, but, and, and hopefully we will be using it in additional ways by that time. But wanted just to kind of tell you, we've been using it since it came out and how have we been testing and, and leaning into it. And I also want to distill some of the myths that I think you might be hearing on how it can be this magical tool for the HR side of your business. Now, just going to talk about some of the ways that we are currently using it with our clients. And unfortunately, it's not going to take over this whole side of your business. I wish it would, quite honestly, um, but it's not going to take over. And you do still need to know. There's some critical things you need to know um, that you can pay attention to so you don't get into trouble. So before... I dive into this topic. I want to set the stage a little bit. So I'm sure you know about, I mean, you can't, you live under a rock if you haven't heard about ChatGPT, right? And and all of the cool, amazing things that it can do for us to take away some of the monotonous tasks, but also do a lot of better work, quality work for us. And I do agree that it can do that. But I want to I want to start out by sharing a little story with you. So picture a small growing startup in the heart of Silicon Valley. We can call them whatever we want. But imagine that they were struggling to keep up with the influx of resumes for a really important developer position. Sorting through them manually was proving to be so time consuming. Sound familiar? Yes. So enter ChatGPT. They decided to leverage this AI model to help streamline their recruitment process. With a little bit of fine tuning and configuration, they trained ChatGPT to sift through resumes, flag relevant experience, skills, and even red flags, such as job hopping or large employment gaps. The result? The team was able to focus on a refined pool of candidates, ultimately saving time and money. Okay, chat GPT wrote me that little story, by the way. Sounds incredible, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, I'm really sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but we're not, in my opinion, we're not at a point where we can use AI for a lot of that stuff yet, specifically not chat GPT. You know, AI has actually been around in recruiting and sourcing and and all of this space for quite a while. 
And there are far more advanced resume searching and recruiting and screening tools than ChatGPT. And, and honestly, they have not mastered this. In fact, this past February, so February 2023, there was a class action lawsuit filed against Workday. And if you're not familiar with Workday, it's a very large HR software company founded 18 years ago. So they've been around for a long time, founded in 20 or 2005. And they're doing, last year, I looked up some revenue just to get an idea of size. They're doing $6 billion. They did that last year in 2022. Not all of it is in AI tools by any means, but they are an HR software company. And the case claims the AI screening tool that it provided to clients allowed them to be discriminatory and subjective. So what that means is that they the, the tool was filtering out people for discriminatory reasons, and it was too subjective. So it's only these AI tools, especially ChatGPT, are only as good as the information in it, right? And us humans are biased. So it doesn't eliminate a lot of those things yet. And so what is interesting is this case, it, you know, the, the class action has just been filed. It hasn't actually been won, but it's going to be a really interesting precedent setting case to follow. If you are an employment law nerd like me, I didn't go to school for employment law, but I find it very interesting. So I sh I'll be jamming out with my fellow employment attorney friends on this one. But I just, I, I say that as a, a cautionary tale to you're going to see online, you're going to be Instagram targeted you, different things you can buy to start using chat GPT prompts to do a lot of what this hard, time-consuming stuff does. And I want it to be useful. I want to also believe that it's true, that it can happen. But right now, it's just use a cautionary tale of completely relying on that stuff could be bad for your business. And it could end up with you breaking the law. And I just bring it up so that you're aware of the limitations and the potential pitfalls of using it to do all of your screening. Like you can't just say, hey, here are all of the resumes. Find me the top two to talk to. Like you're going to still have to do some work, right? So just proceed with caution. So now that I've scared you, I just want to talk about some of the ways that we are using it in our business today and how it's helping. We're still learning and testing into new stuff. I'm sure we're not nearly using it to our capabilities that we could, but these are some of the things that we're doing. And it's a changing landscape and one that I'm committed to continuing to learn and test out because I want to become more efficient. The future demands that we be more efficient in it. And so I'm committed to continuing to test this stuff out so that you can also learn how to utilize them and create a great, hire great people and also create a great employee experience. So one of the first things that we well, I guess I'll talk about this one since I kind of already brought it up. Like, can you use it to do an initial screening of resumes for basic criteria? Yeah, you probably could, but I would only use it for like very basic things like years of experience, certain job titles, which job titles are so subjective anyways that you almost have to read it to get an idea of what they were doing, but you could try it. Certain skills or education levels. 
I really think that it can only do a good job of screening if if the role you are needing is very specific and there's clear criteria that would make someone successful. So like for a engineer or a developer, it's kind of cut and dry, right? There's certain types of skills, pro- programming language, amount of experience or education that is kind of a deal breaker, right? So you could definitely put those in. For an administrative assistant, probably the same thing. But for some of the other nuanced roles in a business like sales or, or marketing, it might be challenging. Give it a whirl, see, but don't, I would not have it flagged for red flags of job hopping or I guess maybe job hopping could work, but definitely not gaps. I don't know. I just think you're going to miss out on potentially good people that you, or I guess you could try it. Maybe, maybe run a test. And you know what? Maybe I will run a test on this and report back on it. Maybe I'll test doing it. And then I will also see if it ends up, you know what? I am going to do this. I will test it on one of the jobs I'm working on right now. All of the applicants that come in, I will run the ones that I declined. I'm going to go back and test to see if it actually pulls out the three that I actually thought were a good fit. Okay, scratch that. I'm going to actually do that and I'll do a podcast episode on it or I'll report back to you guys or you can DM me. Why don't you DM me and see what you think on, on Instagram at People Principles. Okay. So I'm going to test it. You can test it and see. Um, I would just say, based on some of the the cases that are coming out, I wouldn't use it as your entire screening process. So one thing that we do use it for, that we love it for, is, is one, creating job descriptions from job postings. So you're still going to have to do the work of like knowing what's needed in your business, what you want this person to do. But once you know and you have bullets of what you want this person to do and the experience you want them to have, put it into ChatGPT and ask it to write a compelling job posting so that it's targeted for candidates that you want to apply, right? So we have it rewrite all of our job postings as ad copy and really looking at it from like a marketing lens and an advertising lens so that the job postings are speaking to the target candidates and also reflect our client's culture and our client's brands, which um, has been a game changer. Actually, before ChatGPT came out, I was hiring copywriters to do this. I don't have to do that anymore, which is amazing. So we've been using it for that for sure. We've also been using it to create interview questions, and this has been effing awesome. So once you know the the skills that you want this person to have, you know the qualities that you want this person to have based on your company culture, and you know the experience you want them to have, you can ask it to create a list of interview questions for all of those things. So it can be like, create an interview guide for blah, 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 role. Here are the core skills that I, or the skills, competencies, and experience that I want them to have. Have the interview questions be a blend of behavioral-based questions, opinion questions, competency-based questions, and hypothetical questions based on the requirements and skills of the job or something like that. And it will give you such a good baseline. Now, you you are going to want to edit them and maybe make them sound a little bit more human, but 
Um, it is a fantastic start. And that used to take us hours for every single client of ours. Now it can come out pretty quickly. We can bust through them really, really quickly because of this. And that is so awesome. We love it for that. We also use it for creating company lists or places to source from. It could be good for you. So we know where to source from. But if if you listening to the show, you could literally type in, hey, I'm hiring for blah, blah, blah. Please help me or give me you know, different job posting sites I can use or places I can find candidates. Like it'll give you an, in, like a, a plan, a sourcing plan on where to go start to source talent. Now it really only pops out the main, main ones. So like, you're not going to get the boutique ones. Maybe you could, if you keep crafting it, um, the prompts to be like, great, give me the smaller job boards or the more local job boards or something like that. I haven't gone that far, mostly because we don't, post on a lot of job boards. We do a lot of sourcing of our own talent, but it is really great. So, so how we use it is for creating company lists. So people hire us to headhunt for a lot of our work for some of our clients. And so some of our clients are in really niche industries, whether it's like textiles, um, like a, a, a con- most of them are consumer brands, either food and beverage or textiles right now. And we do also have some software tech companies. And so we'll be, so we'll ask chat GPT f- to help us create company lists. So we'll say things like, like, for example, some of mine are startups, so I don't want big company names, right? So I'll, I'll ask it to generate a list of food brands that were founded between XYZ year and XYZ year or doing certain revenue ranges or found in certain retailers or, you know, things of that nature. And it, that used to take us, uh, I mean, we would have to research blog posts and like, reporting lists and market research lists. It was insane. And now it literally can be done in about 15 minutes just by us asking follow-up questions. So like, you know, I started with like, give me a list of the top 15 food brands. And it was like Hershey's and um, I don't know, whatever the big ones are. And I was like, that's not going to work. Like my clients do not want people who've worked at those big companies. So then I'd be like, okay, what other questions could I ask to get that? So how I did it was, I was like, give me a list of brands that were at Expo West or, you know, making stuff up. But that is really how we do it. Or if I, if there's brands that I know the client really respects, I'll be like, give me a list of 20 companies that are similar to blah, 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 blah. And I just keep, great, give me another 10 that are similar to blah, 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 blah. And that has helped save so much time. And so then what we do is I then will use, I'll look for the people who work at those companies on LinkedIn and I reach out to the people and try to poach them. Or I have somebody on my sourcing team do that. And so it has helped so much for creating candidate lists, or I'm sorry, company lists, um, it can also help you create Boolean search criteria, which you may not be doing that if you're listening to the show, that's getting a little bit too in the weeds with recruiting. And I wanted to keep this a little bit higher level for how you could start to leverage it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways, but those are the ways that we have been using it. And then all types of copy. 
So all types of email copy. It can create thanks for applying email, email copy. It can create interview request copy. It can create, hey, would you be interested in taking a look at my company? You know, all of these things. It can create candidate rejection copy. So it's definitely, we use it for all different types of copy and it saves so much time and we can create much like better tone. It starts out super professional. You have to train, I I don't want it to be like corporate professional. So I train it to be a little bit more casual, Um, but it just takes some time. So that's how we're using it in hiring. Um, I don't think you can use it for creating offer letters. We've tried, it's inaccurate. We've tried using it to to understand the different, you know, hiring regulations in certain states. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it's not. You probably could use it for like, hey, what are the requirements for hiring in California or what um, I'm looking to hire my first employee in XYZ state. What are the websites I should use to um learn about what's required. You could start by asking, you know, give me the requirements for hiring in blah, blah, blah state. I found that it's not super accurate yet. Really, that's how we're using it for now in our business for, from the hiring side, we are using it for a bunch of other things in the business, but from a hiring perspective, that is really how we're starting to test into it. I'm going to continue to test and I will keep sharing things that I'm learning along the way, but it should help reduce some of the time that it's taking you to do some of the things that we've talked about on the episode in terms of getting clear on interview questions and hiring plans. Like it should help you bust through that stuff pretty quickly and help do some of the prep work that's required to really make an effective hire. We are finding that it's helping to do that a lot more quickly and it should also help you. Oh, so thanks for tuning in. You could also maybe have it um, create some application questions. Well, I know you could, so... We've done that before as well. Anywho's, thanks for tuning in. I'll keep you posted on other ways we're using it. I'll also keep you posted on, if you shoot me a DM at peopleprinciples.com, I'll tell you if it ended up helping, if my search criteria worked in terms of the resume filtering, if I, if the resumes I put in um, and I put search criteria, if it actually flushed out the three of the 90 that I really liked, I'll let you know. So Have a great rest of your day, everyone. And thank you for um, tuning in. I almost said choosing us, but I guess thanks for that too. Talk soon. If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me.